what's up guys you are now listening to another episode of the off the clock podcast these are the conversations we have when we're off the clock sometimes they're nothing sometimes they're everything i'm your host triple d how you guys been we're working our way through what what month is this it's running together uh may is may going into june and uh we're in the midst of of covid and possible reopening of the country in certain certain states are starting to slowly open up things and uh, lift restrictions little by little Um, what's going on with your state i'm in virginia and we actually got the word today that we're going to be instituting a mandatory wearing of masks in public settings Um, so i'm guessing you're hopefully if people are smart and uh, not selfish fingers crossed you're gonna see a lot more people being forcing people to be a little more safe if you know if they're going to be out um, because let's be honest a lot of people once they they lightened up a little bit even when they weren't that light people were ignoring this stuff for whatever reason so i'm curious as to how long that's going to be in effect um, i expect more protests because people are selfish like i said and uh what's going on in your state what 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 restrictions have been lifted or going to be put in place in your area. Let me know. Um, Today, we're going to kind of divvy away from discussing a lot of the the COVID stuff. And my my last couple episodes have been a little bit on the somber side, just because it's it's weird times we're living in. So this episode, I'm hoping to pick it up a little bit with something a bit lighter. Um, But we'll get to that when we get to that. To the class of 2020, congratulations, you made it. Um, high school and college. Congratulations. Also, apologies. I'm sorry because uh, you guys you guys got robbed. Um, nobody saw this coming. You got robbed of spring sports. You got robbed of proms. You got robbed of senior trips. You got robbed of your graduation ceremony. And for that, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that this this one caught the world by surprise. And and you guys are kind of missing out on a lot of big life stuff, unfortunately. And it's not your fault. I'm also sorry you guys are being subjugated to tacky and tasteless. Those are the same thing. I'm sorry you guys are being subjugated to tacky and corny jokes at your expense as if you guys did this to yourselves when that's not the case. Um, But I wish you all the best. And uh, God willing, we all come through this. Um, I hope you guys get everything you want in life, uh, whether it's college or trade, the service, your own entrepreneurship, whatever life may bring. Um, I hope you guys strive for it. And I hope you guys I hope you guys kill it. Now, I know I said I didn't want this one to be too much of a downer, but there's a few things we got to get out of the way first. And uh, we've we've lost on top of the many people we've lost to this virus. We, we lost quite a quite a few people in the public eye. So rest in peace to Andre Harrell, Little Richard, Betty Wright, Fred Willard. Recently, we lost Shad Gaspard. And um, on the more, I guess you could say, ground level of uh, reality, we we're still dealing with police brutality and the mistreating of of people of their their quote unquote uh, sworn to protect and serve um, from Breonna Taylor to uh, recently George Floyd to others who probably didn't make headlines. Uh, rest in peace, to all of you. Uh, yeah, quick side note before we get into the main topic, I got I got to touch on this real quick. Um, do and I'm just honest question: Do we really care about 
mental health in well when i okay let me rephrase that do we care about mental health the mental health of celebrities like for real for real i'm not going to get into a whole bunch of uh of examples but the the thing that made me think of this was uh it was real simple a month or two maybe two three months ago there was that that recording of mike tyson sounding broken uh talking about how uh, once he retired um he he just didn't he didn't know how to be uh, and I'm paraphrasing. Um, he didn't know how to how to live life. He didn't he didn't he felt like he didn't have a purpose. Um, he to a lesser extent, like he it sounded like he felt like there wasn't much to live for after he finished uh, fighting and how everything just kind of looked bleak for him and how he thought he was going to die in the ring. And I remember that that audio clip floating around. And people being like, man, that's that's crazy um, that that's kind of how a lot of these athletes think. And it's it was sad to hear Mike Tyson talk like that. This this um, athletically dominant figure um, who's clearly had his demons, um, some I'm sure personality and learned behavior, some I'm sure uh, from from concussions and possible CTE. Uh, he was a professional boxer. He took, you know, punches to the face for a living. And that seemed to go right out the window. As soon as we saw the video of him training, <laughs> like no one gave, like, I, am I the only one that actually like went back to that? Because I remember that, that, uh, video surfacing of him, uh, sparring and well, not sparring, but him hitting the mitts and those, horrifying body shots to his training partner and then it it was followed by talks of a, another fight with Holyfield and my first thought was like first of all in this day and age Tyson is still terrifying that that footage was the stuff of nightmares it's the last dude you'd want to step to still in this day and age and second of all um no he and Holyfield should not get back into a boxing ring I'm a fan too but I'm not that big of a fan. People really were like, yeah, they should do it again. The only way I'd get on board was if these dudes had on like protective headgear and it was like a charity event, but like a straight up, like full speed ahead fight. I'm sorry. You can call me soft. You can call me sensitive. I'm not that full speed of a fan to want to see two dudes pushing 60, get in a ring and borderline kill each other for my entertainment. And I use that in quotation marks. I'm, I'm not with it. So, like I said, do we care about celebrity mental health? And by celebrity, I mean everybody in the public eye, athletes, actors, musicians, and so on. Like, do we care? Because like I said, as soon as that, that the talks came, the concern that I, I saw a lot of people echo after hearing that, that audio clip went right out the window and Katz was like, nah, give us another fight. Kill each other. I'll watch. Y'all tell me. Y'all tell me. All right. So like I said, the main reason we're here is um, I wanted to get into something a little more uh, lighter, a little lighter. And um, I've been making it a point to actually watch some TV during this pandemic. Um, I know a while back, uh, me and Jay had a conversation on if nuance was dying in entertainment. That episode is still up. Go check that out. It's definitely a dope conversation. Um, maybe it's not. <laughs> maybe it's not i once once community went up on netflix i knocked that out 
in probably two weeks. And um, if you don't know what Community is, it's on Netflix. It's six seasons. Um, it has a very young Donald Glover in there, a.k.a. Childish Gambino. And it's it's still brilliant. Like, I remember when it was coming on TV um, in real time, and it was for me and um, a few of my other friends, it was must-see TV. Like, it was brilliant. There's It, it's, it wasn't your typical 30-minute primetime TV show. I, I can't praise it enough. Like, get on it. Like it's on Netflix and it just got up there. So it's going to be there for a while. It's a fun watch. Um, they make you feel about these crazy characters in ways you, you never thought you would. And like I said, um, it's the Donald Glover that a lot of us got introduced to. Um, honestly, uh, if you were a 30 rock fan, he popped up on a few episodes of that before that he was, um, he was in, he was in an improv sketch team that had a youtube channel i don't think they still have it but it's Derek comedy and that's where you start to see where he kind of developed some of his wilder um his wilder sense of humor and on the acting front i i don't know if we're going to get that version of donald glover anytime soon if ever so uh community check that out um so one of the first movies i definitely wanted to check out because i had a few people tell me that was really good was extraction with Chris Hemsworth, a.k.a. Thor. Now, I remember seeing like a preview for it and it looked interesting, but it wasn't on my to do list. So before I actually got a chance to watch it, um, sort of like a little blurb or article came out how it suffers from another problem that a lot of um, action movies and dramas and suspense movies have where um, and I didn't even really realize it until I uh, I came across this article. But um what they tend to do is when they're if the location is set in like Mexico or Asia or South Asia, um, they'll tend like producers tend to put a yellow filter over everything. So kind of it almost makes it look like it's a completely different planet. And it's it's been kind of linked to, to a lot of ne- negative connotations. I definitely picked up on that as soon as this movie starts. And honestly, aside from that. Extraction is a solid action movie. It does suffer from kind of a uh, 90s stereotype of uh, the white savior thing. But I honestly feel like they did a good job of letting the actors in it get their shine on. Like everyone in there is a plot device, but they let they let some of the characters that in many cases would just be relegated to two or three lines. They really they really let them sink their teeth into what they're doing and their characters. So I think that was dope. The action was crazy. It was almost it was definitely a lot like a John Wick movie um, in like the just the brutality of it. The cinematography in this movie was crazy. A lot of this stuff looks like it's done in one shot. If you're into that stuff and just the way movies flow in motion um, is something I I haven't seen that often and definitely not in a Netflix movie. Um, It's a better 90s action movie. So there it. It's better, but there are still some some slight tropes in there. But, you know, once once they they kind of get to those little hills, just like, OK, it makes sense. I don't I don't f- feel like they they hinder the overall experience of the movie. So definitely would recommend extraction. It's a fun popcorn flick to, you know, get you through an evening up next. I was really excited about this one. I finally sat down and watched Watchmen and that took about a day and a half. And honestly, that's only because I stopped myself 
to kind of draw it out a little bit, partially out of instinct, partially out of not wanting it to be over so soon, because I, I knew going in that uh, it seems like as far as we know, it seems like this this season was going to be the only season. Watchmen was amazing. Like that was one of the ones where by episode two, I was definitely kicking myself for not watching this in real time. I, I understand to a degree. Who knows? Things can change. Why they kind of it was they announced that they weren't pursuing a second season, but I want a second season. Goodness, it, I don't even know where to start with Watchmen. It was so good. Regina King, uh, Regina King. I'm say it twice. Just murders this role from top to bottom balancing so many plates oh my gosh just crazy good the overall story the tie into the movie which was i i'm i'm struck i'm not editing any of the the stammering out of this part like i'm honestly having a hard time coming up with the words that perfectly capture just how great watchmen was um the obvious tie-in to to racism in t- you know in today's society as well as other things crazy good cinematography it was shot so well to the realization that the original hooded justice was a black man and <laughs> it it's like i think the it it works on so many levels on how historically a lot of prominent ideas and discoveries that were made by black people and other people of color ended up getting whitewashed. But on the flip, it it's hilarious to me that like this world's first vigilante, he's borderline their Superman, was actually a black guy who was perceived white. To me, it, it's like a it's almost like a shot in the in the gut to those fanboys who can't stand to see a person of color playing an orange or green skinned alien. I could I could ramble on all day about Watchmen, but I'm not. Watchmen was amazing. If you're like me and you made the mistake of not watching it when it first came out and you still haven't seen it, go do it now. Like it's it's a it's the perfect all day binge. Or if you actually have, you know, the the willpower and the, the restraint, you know, stretch it out as far as you can, because it's going to want to make you keep watching until you finish it. Um, so, again, shout out to everybody involved with that, especially Regina King. Definitely a must see. And last but certainly not least, we got to go. We got to get a little controversial. The last thing that was on my to do, not necessarily on my to do list, but one of the things that it kind of stuck out to me when they were showing the previews for it. It looked interesting. I was a little iffy on it. And what bumped it up on my list of priorities were some of the, uh, I guess you could say, reviews, um, not necessarily from professional media, but social media, Facebook, people writing um, think pieces and their YouTube channels uh, covering this hashtag black AF. I enjoyed it. I'm I'm a I'm a be a hundred. I I'm gonna keep it a hundred. I actually really enjoyed Black AF. The first episode was a little awkward, uh, just in the acting. It's one of those things where some little kids, well, yeah, the little kids and teenagers um, cursing, which it's weird 
that like I, I definitely agree with a lot of people who felt that that was a little jarring. But if we're being honest with ourselves, kids in real life that age curse like we a lot of some of us did. We've witnessed it from kids younger than us. So it's like it, I can understand it being a bother to people, but I didn't I didn't let it weigh on me. The second thing about it um, in the first episode, Kenya Barris as an actor uh, is a little awkward. I, I don't know how much acting he has under his belt. We know he's a t- uh, an accomplished writer and producer. And at first, my original thought was like, I know this is based on his life, but he shouldn't be portraying himself. Um, I will admit over time, he definitely grew on me. Like I said, I did enjoy this. So this this wasn't a big strike to me. Um, by the end of it, while I was definitely pleased with, you know, with what he did, I, a part of me still feels like maybe he should have had someone play him, but who knows? I'm wondering if we're going to get a second season out of this. Um, now on to a lot of the things that I, I saw from other reviews. And one of the things that people really harped on was that he, maybe he, like, they felt like it was kind of messy and the portrayal of his family was was kind of off the rails um, from his wife to his kids and the way he talked to them and the way he talked about white people a lot. Um, and somebody actually said, like, they think he's obsessed with white people, which on the surface, I, I can see where some of these things would come from. But watching it with an open mind, it all made sense to me. Um, you have to remember that Kenya Barris has been working in Hollywood and has been successful in Hollywood for quite some time. And it's no secret that Hollywood is super clicky. It's ran by a lot of white people and in a lot of positions of power. So it, it only makes sense to me that this guy who's been in that environment for as long as he has and has done everything he could to be successful in it while also trying to stay true to his blackness would feel some of the things he he touched on in the show. It makes perfect sense. We as, for lack of a better term, regular people outside of that industry, it's easy for us to be like, oh, well, you know, white people, this white people, that, and then just kind of brush it off. Whereas in he's in a he's in a scenario, he's in a situation where it's statements like that can make or break his career. And a lot of people are real quick to say, well, he could just do this or that if he feels that way. And that's easy to say when you're on the outside looking in. But you're not making these deals like the the outcome of these decisions don't affect you. They affect him and his family and his income. One of the things that I can't stand people doing on social media is is being so quick to tell other people what to do with their money while this at the same time wishing someone would tell them how they should do and what they should do with their money. So you, you got to put it in in the perspective of. It's a it's it's definitely a different world. Like we've all heard horror stories about Hollywood and writers room and production stuff. It, a lot of that made sense to me um, as far as the way his family was kind of portrayed and the way his family sort of treated him and were were disconnected that I felt like that was super realistic. I'm fairly confident mo- black or white. Most of your favorite actors, kids acted a lot like those kids, you know, born into it and not necessarily, you know, damaged 
but to a degree spoiled and have never really, you know, known what would be considered a, a common life. So it's like the way they acted made perfect sense to me, which they, they kind of brushed on a little bit was that, you know, the younger kids and the family, <laughs> they were born into pretty much him being on, on top of the world. So it's like when, when they were presented with certain things, it was, it, of course it's foreign to them. Like if he does what he's trying to do, hopefully they shouldn't have to experience much hardship. But being born into that, how would they know hardship? So it makes perfect sense that they wouldn't know how to process it. I saw somebody say that uh, he he portrayed himself as though he needed therapy. He, they really think he probably should should seek therapy uh, the way he he approached a lot of the subject matter. And while I kind of get that, you also have to look at it from the standpoint of I honestly think this was therapeutic for him. Um he pretty much put a lot of his his insecurities, his anxieties on display. Like I, I, I don't think like I, I honestly think a lot of that was him trying to process a lot of the stuff that he's feeling. This might have been his step towards something therapeutic, you know, without having to go to per se a specialist or who knows, maybe he has been going to therapy and it would be crazy if it came back that, you know what, this was the, the result of his therapist saying you need to express a lot of what you're feeling. And him being a creator did it through art. To me, I, I thought that was a really cool thing because it it put a lot of things on display that you don't see in a lot of black men on screen. You know, black men have to be the rock. They're either the rock. And I, I don't mean Dwayne the Rock Johnson. They have to be the rock. Of, of personality or they're they're completely damaged you know I, th I found it a little refreshing to see a guy who is successful but has anxiety about things is unsure about things he's he definitely didn't handle some of his insecurities properly um but let's keep it 100 a lot of people don't handle their insecurities properly but it felt good to to see someone who who is expected to have it together not have it completely together because in a lot of cases that isn't always real. So I, I, I applaud them for that. A lot of the, the things they touched on with their, him and his wife's relationship and a lot of the things she was going through, it just put a whole lot in perspective, but that's just me because honestly I'm open for different new stuff. Cause, cause honestly we're living in a world of reboots and I'm getting tired of it. <laughs> I'm I'm up for different things. I'm up for for black stories from a different perspective. That was another thing I heard. Like he just didn't seem that black to me. He seemed like he was trying too hard. That's that's a thing. Believe it or not, that is a thing in the black community. There are a lot of black people who've gr grown up being told they weren't black enough for this reason or the other. That's real. So keep that stuff in mind. But yeah. That's what I've been so far. Um, right now, I'm in the process of finally completing Scandal, um, How to Get Away with Murder. At some point, I need to finish Snowfall. Like I, I went through the first four, excuse me, first four episodes, and then for whatever reason, I, I think my my mind drifted, and that's how I ended up on Extraction and back on Community and everything like that. Who knows? Uh, maybe once I'm done with that, I'll come back with another. Uh, binge review so yeah 
so again rest in peace to everybody we've lost recently for whatever reason and um as always you know where you can find me on twitter instagram and facebook at off the clock pod o-f-f-t-h-a clock pod you can always email me at off the clock podcast at yahoo.com and this podcast is on pretty much everything apple podcast spotify uh what else anchor overcast just look it on up uh, oh yeah before i forget um we're still doing the unfashionable late series a few of the movie spots have been filled we are starting off with the harry potter series if you are interested please let me know uh, we're getting ready to kick that off pretty soon so um yeah as always i'm your host triple d and i will see you guys next time <laughs>